flattery. One week he's in polka dots, the next week he's in stripes, but he's a meditative follower. Good evening and welcome to another edition of 40 Aces of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. I'm joined as always by Paul. How are you today, Paul? Uh, not too bad. I've been had a busy week, so a bit uh, frazzled. But a bit frazzled? I'm raring to go in this uh, penultimate podcast before the season starts. Okay, uh, you did the... Today was the launch of FC Souls kit for the season? Yeah, um, originally I thought it was going to be out on Tuesday, but... Uh, I guess... I guess even in Korean you, you can't do numbers, right? <laughs> that was the, the pre-order for Sight Unseen was for Tuesday, and they've actually released it today. Oh, you mentioned the Sight Unseen before, right? But yeah. actually, people were buying without seeing it. They would, yeah, they would give you for for 100 people who signed up by Tuesday, they would give you the kit, and I don't know, maybe it's fully marked at the the unmarked price or something. I don't know, but anyway. Okay. So I mean, I guess we'll get to your opinion of it soon. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that was launched today, uh, along with also so was Anyang and so was Butchang as well. Hence the uh, the uh, intro. This the intro indeed, which was dedicated follower of fashion. Exactly, and we'll get to our Keely class. Well, we used to call it Keely class shit class. Classic, but now there is no classic in the in the league title anymore. Yeah, K League, one up, one down. Some of that, okay. So as you mentioned, kits are out, but we'll get to that during our, our agenda this week or this episode. But we're talking about the ACL that happened uh, just in the, in the last few days. Uh, some more information about the Osmar transfer that inspired last week's epic music epic intro music anyway uh, as we had both sides of the coin I guess we'll talk about kits both sides of which I think are fairly irrelevant in the whole scheme of things yeah yeah definitely which is quite strange yeah uh, we'll do our winners and losers we'll talk about uh, a new idea that we have coming up yeah uh, for all our favourite listeners yep uh, Joel, that was you. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our Instagram account that we've kind of reactivated this year. Go we'll through whatever's happening in the forums and pretty much that'll be it. And as you said, it's the one before the big one, yeah? The one before the K-League starts, yeah? So, yeah. Um, last week was quite a long one. Next okay. week, potentially quite a long one, so we're going to make a little quick one. Yep. Mid-afternoon quickie. Indeed, and uh, there will be an announcement, hopefully over the weekend, uh, about maybe some some huge transfer news as well, uh, as we hope to be able to announce uh, Korea's uh, number one premier sports entertainment broadcaster. In English. In English. Anyway, uh, we'll see if that happens, yeah? So, first up, ACL, uh, four games this week. Did you watch any, Paul? Uh, I had the Chumbuk Kitchi game on in the background. Okay. Uh, How was Christie's prediction then? Was th- she called it close enough? <laughs> <laughs> I think she said John Brook would destroy them. Um, was to that effect? But they're quite competitive for the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which amazingly wasn't the only team that was com- was competitive for three minutes. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute, I guess. Um, so yeah, John Brook travelled to Hong Kong. The big news of or the big um, sort of draw in Hong Kong is obviously Diego Forlan did you Diego watch? Uh, I just did he came off in the second half but okay. took a few long range free kicks and stuff but 
but I don't really think he tested the goalie that much. Okay. Um, the game was, I mean, I actually didn't see it. Uh, I was at a Wishick, uh, which for anyone who doesn't know means sitting with my boss while he was drinking wine and I was drinking water. Um, so I didn't see any of the game. So I thought it was you that was uh, texting, uh, live texting the game with your acerbic comments about... That may or may not have been Korea's premier number one sports entertainment broadcaster in English that was doing that. I'm not really sure. It's funny how you thought it, you thought I was doing it. I thought you were doing it. <laughs> the only reason I knew that it wasn't you was at one point. Was at one point he sent a text to me saying something, 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 and I was like, and I actually said to him, "Have you been on the soju, mate?" Yeah. And he's like, "No." And then, I, and then I, I suddenly looked at all these notifications, and I was like, "Was that Paul?" I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay." And then you text me a rough the same time as the penny was dropping yeah, yeah. so back to the game um, that game was five well, it was dead and buried after five minutes but it was dead and buried definitely at half time right yeah uh, five now John Book half time yeah Adriano with a hat trick Adriano with a hat trick one penalty two penalties two, two penalties okay and one tap in okay uh, they all count I guess uh, although I do believe the point that the phantom was making was wise he even you know yes he scored a hat trick but it was pretty much a, a, a poor hat trick <laughs> if there's such a thing yeah okay also on the score sheet I believe was uh, my man himself Thiago yep so did he, he bagged the goal and which, which one of the five did he get I want to say the fourth the fourth so I mean I guess stupid question but 5-0 half time the full time score was 6-0 yep. um, obviously both teams just gave up after, after half time would that be a, a, a kind of astute observation that I haven't not watched the game um, it would be an astute observation for me because I gave up at half time <laughs> okay so you, you gave up at half time I, I left it running but I, f- I started focusing on the Olympics and <laughs> on the other screen so Okay, but which I thought was quite funny because at the exact same time, if I can just be, I think I'm right in saying this, at the exact same time, there were people falling over for no reason, but no one was any, anywhere near them, and there was some really bizarre refereeing. But anyway, enough about Edon Gook. There was also uh, speed skating on in the Olympics. Short track, yeah. Short track, yeah. So I think I raised the point the other day that we complain enough about the VAR in football. Yeah. But if the expert con- commentator on the short track hasn't got a clue why someone's been disqualified yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever, then there's got to be a problem with that sport as a spectator sport. I mean, as a spectator sport, it's great because you're just waiting for the person to fall over. If you're not invested in a particular like skater, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun to watch. But if, you're, if your guy's been disqualified and even the guy that's been short track skating for 20 years doesn't know why, yeah. then there's a bit of a problem. I think it's quite interesting that you said if you're not invested in, in a skater. Uh, I was invested in Elise Christie and let me tell you it was not fun at all we watch. Um, but, but anyway, that's enough about uh, Scottish people falling over on ice. Um, but yeah, so basically the only thing I saw of the whole game was Edon Gook scored the sixth goal yep. uh, last, last minute last kick of the ball actually I believe ball fed through to him by Adriano uh, unusual that he didn't try and shoot because that was normally his, his kind of his, his way of playing very selfishly he's still a soul man he didn't want to eclipse that record <laughs> for him for him. <laughs> yeah right um, slipped it through Edon Gook let the ball run by him kind of like Feigned the shot and then clipped it with his left foot, I think it was. Uh, that's the only goal I saw. Pretty sweet goal. Takes him up to 450 goals in the ACL. <laughs> or something like that, anyway. Okay. So, 6 0, John Book 
obviously not really unexpected. Do you think 6 0? There's always. People just, I mean, some people talk about this in football that there's the kind of unwritten rule that you should never really hammer a team on their home ground, you know, like it's embarrassing to go above four or five. Do you buy into that or do you think you should score as many goals as possible? I've never heard that at all in my life, so I think I should score as many as possible. Okay, it, may, it could just be a Scottish thing then, yeah, because we don't normally score more than four. Um, which reminds me of the very famous uh, Tartan Army song. Did you score last night? <laughs> we lost, we know. Which reminds me of the very famous Tartan Army song. Yeah. Um, which uh, we were losing to Portugal. We, we lost 5 1, I think. And uh, at 4 now, the, the uh, Tartan Army started singing, We will support you up to 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the fifth goal went in, they changed it to 5. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so John Book, 6 0 winners. Obviously, not really breaking any sweat over in Hong Kong. Um, the other game that night was Ulsan, I believe. Yep. Did you watch this one? This I did one not. Oh, okay. So this one I did watch the highlights of today in preparation for the podcast. It finished Ulsan 2, uh, Kawasaki Pantali 1. Um, and yeah, it was... Some good long-range goals, I seem to remember. Yeah, it was the the, uh, the start of the show, yeah. Uh, basically, like... Um, and kind of, I think they controlled it for pretty much the, the, the most of the game. Um, um, what do you call him? Uh, Frontali. Thanks for remembering the name. Uh, Frontali uh, hit the post in the 28th minute. Uh, pretty much their first uh, attack ago. Uh, then the ball was swung in the box and it broke out to E Young J uh, on the edge of the box. Uh, sorry, Jong Jae Young was on the edge of the box. He scored the first one. Jong Jae Young scored the first one, cracked it from the edge of the box. Uh, fantastic goal. 1 0 half time. Uh, came out second half, and just after the hour mark, the ball gets swung into the Frontali defence. Um, it breaks, and the Frontali defender cleared it with a, a pretty classy back heel. But it only cleared as far as this time, as far as E. Young J, uh, who picked it up and smacked it in from the edge of the box. So two pretty sweet, like 25 yard strikes. Uh, after that, uh, Frontali equalised in the 85th minute. Uh, ball swung in the box and a diving header by um, I can't remember who was the score for them. Uh, yeah, so two one um, to Osan. Uh, so basically they've drawn three each in Australia and won two one at home. So sitting sitting pretty there. Uh, do you think? Would you see any surprises in the, I mean in those two results, the six 0 and the two one? Any any surprises there? Uh, I think six 0 probably a goal or two over where you might have uh, predicted. Two mm-hmm. one, what you would have hoped for, but beyond a given, I think. So okay. Okay, sweet. So we'll move swiftly on to the games that were played on, on the Wednesday. Yep. Unfortunately, I was working late on Wednesday and did not see any of this whatsoever. But uh, again, someone was uh, texting me and let me know what was happening. Um, so we'll start with your favourite team in the world, okay. Suwon. Yep. So they had obviously come back from, from Sydney with a 2-0, a 2-0 victory. Yep. Uh, I think I had tipped me to win the group pretty easily now. Not quite pretty easy, but definitely I put themselves in pole position anyway. Um, they had a bit of a header, right? Well, I, th- I understood they played quite well. I, I haven't watched this game, I watched the highlights. Mm-hmm. But I heard from a Suwon fan that they played quite well. 
but just wasteful. Yeah, I heard they had something like 65% possession, but uh, did nothing with it. Yeah. Um, so Kawasaki, uh, no, uh, uh, Kashima took the lead in the eighth minute. Kanazaki uh, with, the, with, with his first goal. I said first goal there, obviously. Um, then, I think, was that before they had Mr. Penway? Uh, before. Before, right? I think that was a very well, if I remember correctly, it was a very well taken goal where the the right side of the Suwon defence was completely absent, but it was a, a one two in the box and he just kind of ran through the defence and chipped it past the goalie. Okay. Then we had uh, Suwon won a penalty. Yep. They had missed a penalty. Yep. Shades of last year. Was it a bad miss? Was it a save? Was it blazed over? Was it a soft penalty? Uh, save. Soft head penalty, I mean. Save. It wasn't a particularly poor penalty. Okay. But the goalie went the right way and it wasn't. It wasn't fast enough to get past him before he dived, and it wasn't close enough inside the, the, the post to evade his. Did it by any chance? Was it? You probably don't remember, but was it by any chance to Dehan's left? Yes. There you go. Is that? I think that's where he put the one uh, against Sydney as well. Uh, I get the feeling that's where he puts most of his penalties. I think that's the one. He, that's the way he put it when he missed last year against yeah. Shanghai. So. Yeah, I think I think Dehan only goes one way with his penalties. Um, so I think as long as if it's not near the post, then you have a good chance of saving it. What about you? Do you go? Sw- do you swing both ways? Uh, depends on and and who's involved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was uh, one 0 one 0 at half time. I believe. Uh, can you talk us through the second goal? And the second goal? Uh, no. Okay, that was also scored by Kanazaki as well. Yeah. Uh, just about the, the, the hour mark again. Um, he he ended up, yeah, so that was 2 0. Uh, and then uh, Christovam pulled one back in the last minute for, for Blue Wings, and I think they threw everything at, at uh, the Atmos after that. Um, a lot of people talking about this guy could be. You know, pretty, pretty decent player. A lot of people have seen it. I know that Scotty Blowing said he kind of tends to showboat a little bit too much. And yep. feels that because he's showboating, he could cost two one goals, chances, whatever. Um, but yeah, he. I haven't seen much of him, but he seems to be impressing uh, neutrals and, and fans alike. So I, I guess we're going to see how, how how that one pans out. And he had a contender for celebration of the season. Uh, did he? Yeah. Did you not see? Well, I, no, I'm thinking he said, did he? He did. Well, I, I don't know if it's a contender, but it was a, a unique, shall we say. What did he do? Ah, I didn't see that at all. He, he wheeled away and did a like a curling motion, then got up and started sweeping it away. Right, is that what everyone was talking about? Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, so he apparently did like, the curling as in the, the Winter Olympics curling, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, so what's he going to do in the summertime? <laughs> Uh, just while we're on the subject of curling, I've got a question for you. Yes, they come from the from uh, Ayers, the Ayersa Creek, just outside Ayr. No, that's not it. Okay. You lose, you lose five points. <laughs> okay, I'll um, that The question is, okay, so we often make a point about mocking Korea for building these stadiums in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they're a bit of white elephants. But apparently, ten years ago, the the town city of Lisong in about an hour's drive north of Tegu, decided right. to build a, a curling stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they've got these four uh, curling Korean ladies, the, the so-called garlic girls. The garlic girls, yep. Um, why isn't that happening in football? <laughs> so, that's one of those things... <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, that's one of those things about Korea that you always find kind of fascinating at times, yeah? It's that Koreans tend to 
obsess about a about a, something, you know, like be it you know, everyone has pizza in Hebanchon, or be it, you know, everyone likes a particular movie or a particular something, yeah? And we've seen it in, in golf, where like something like 12 of the top 15 or something are, are Koreans, right? Are Korean females. Yeah. We obviously saw Kim Yuna, who was the, the queen of the ice for so long, and now, yeah, it looks as if this is the same thing here as well. Like, these four girls are in the semi-final, they've come from nowhere, they're probably I mean, they're, they're guaranteed a medal, which means they don't have to do military service. Um, sorry, that was a, a bit of a joke. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you get this feeling that Koreans find a kind of niche and obsess on it and want to become the best at it. And it's almost like they realise at a very early age that they're never going to be the best. Garlic farmer. Garlic yes. farmer. But I was going to say that they're never going to be the best footballer uh, in the world, so they don't obsess about that as much. Or maybe they're not. In, maybe they don't find that as being something where they think they can succeed, yeah? So you get the occasionally, or, you, or the occasional good, very good Korean. But yeah, why why haven't the, why hasn't some town, some local town built a, a, a football stadium and, and now has the best team in, in, in like, the country, like right? Hwasong. Hwasong. Like a lovely stadium. Yeah. But, um, I guess uh, just a couple of slightly off-tangent things, but mm-hmm. I saw in London there's a bar where you can actually do curling. It's on on a rooftop of a building somewhere, so you can have a few pints and do some curling. That may explain the Team GB performances. Secondly, I think they've been drinking boot before the Olympics. Like Dars. <laughs> the Dars, yeah. Secondly, uh, in Shincheon, near Yonsei University. Did you know there's a reason why we don't get a, that certain amount of listeners, right? Did you, uh, they, they'll be interested. Did you know there's a bar? Where you can have a few pints and do some archery. <laughs> oh come on! Seriously, <laughs> you pay Sorry. you pay ten thousand one, you get a pint of beer and thirty arrows. That's mental. That Thanks. is mental. That's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? I can, I can just imagine that back home. People <laughs> would be like, shoot each other off the roof. That's Although, crazy. In Shanghai, there's a bar where you can get pints and have a, an inside five-a-side pitch, so you can. That's okay, you, you can drink and play football, that's not a problem. You shouldn't be drinking and shooting arrows at things. You should, you should tell that to uh, Diablos Ryan. I played football when he was completely hammered, he kept falling over. Oh, there's, com- there's completely hammered then, there's drunk, right? But anyway. That's interesting. Next. There's a bar. Next. Uh, well, before we get that, there's yeah. a bar in Wonju yeah. where you have ice glasses. Yeah. So you get gloves and your glasses is ice. And after you drink it, you go to a dartboard and you throw the glass at the dartboard. Yeah. And if you knock, or if you get a certain amount of points, you get another beer. <laughs> Just amazing. And, Sorry. and what about if you like some people and you drink really slowly in it? <laughs> it melts in you. But anyway, I think for our next Faisik, uh, 48 Shades Faisik, we should go to the archery bar. For Icha in Hongda, there's, there's a, a bar which has sheep, so you can go on there. Okay. Is Clark coming as well? Is that why you're saying that? Uh, what, what I find really interesting about that is there's quite a few people uh, in the former K League following family that I would like to take to that archery bar. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so the final game involving a Korean team. <laughs> Shall we get back to football? I just last thing, I, I just suddenly got a William Tell montage in my head. I'll put a point on top of your head. Fire an arrow. Are you cool? Oh, Are you up for it? I'm up for that. Without, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm up for that. Honestly, we have to go to that bar. That is amazing. And you're going to let me put a point on your head and shoot an arrow? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So this is the last podcast is a football podcast ever, guys. We apologise. Um, last game with the Korean team. Jeju travelled to Buriram. Yep. We thought they might have a bit of problem. Yep. Sometimes a, d- a difficult place to go. Yep. Uh, if you're Songnam, at least. Um, I guess, although Buriram have never actually beaten any other Korean team. Uh, they lost 6 0 to Seoul. We talked about earlier on when Adriano scored four goals. Um, this one finished 2 0 with Jeju. Uh, yeah, they were one 0 really early on, right? Yep, first kick of the ball almost, yeah. Well, first shot in the match, definitely. Uh, two minutes in, uh, Yi Chang Min uh, had a shot from uh, just outside the box. Uh, keeper should have saved it, I would probably have to say. Uh, but it was a pretty decent strike. It wasn't nobody as good as the Ulsan strikes, but definitely it was still a pretty decent hit. Um, then in 18 minutes, it's about 18 minutes, uh, they won a Jeju won a penalty. And of course, who else but Magnol Cruz buried the penalty. Uh, that made it 2-0. Uh, game kind of... That was what Jeju, I think, were happy, especially after losing to Sarazo. Uh, Buriram did have their chances, especially in the second half. Definitely should have pulled one back uh, about 60 minutes into the second half. Guy was one-on-one with the keeper and blasted it over the bar. But, all in, good result for Jeju. Got uh, to imagine that having seen Buriram now and how easily Jeju swept him aside in that first half. Probably going to imagine then that um, that going to going to Buriram is not going to be as tough as, as I maybe thought it was going to be. But still, really important that Jeju got their campaign back on track again. Okay, uh, do you want to take us through the groups, group standings, so we can? We're a third of the way through the group stage now. Two out of six games gone. Anyone in trouble? Anyone doing worse than you expected? Um, so basically Group E Obviously John Book We discussed like Six points Out of six yep. um, Not in trouble Nope <laughs> Definitely Definitely Storming to To, to the, uh, the The knockout stages Definitely Although they still um, got there Yeah Okay yeah, yeah I mean They still have the most difficult Ties against uh, Tianjin I guess But Still Could imagine that They're Going Top that group, yeah. yeah. Group F, Ulsan probably started better than I thought they would have done, to be perfectly honest. Didn't really think that they'd be sitting on four points. Shanghai uh, have got maximum points, but because Frontalia have got zero points and Melbourne have just got the one, um, probably looking at Ulsan saying they, now as they go into the double header against Shanghai, they can afford to lose in China because yeah. uh, they've got that three point cushion over Melbourne. Yeah. Um, group G, Jeju. I mean, this is the group of death, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeju were in trouble, I think, after um, losing to Serrazo. Uh, seems like Duane uh, Juvagrande seemed to have drawn. They drew uh, as well, again, in the next game. So they've drawn twice. They drew against Buriram at home and then drew again in, in Japan. So you have Serrazo top on four, Jeju on th- second on three. Evergrande third on two. Um, did you get ready to play the Evergrande double header? Yeah, I'm still going to put them in danger. Even though they're sitting second just now, I think that that defeat at home, even though they won that game back in Buriram, yeah. I get the feeling that Sarazo will beat Buriram home and away as well. So I think it's going to come down between Jeju and the Evergrande double header, and yeah, I think there might be in a little bit of danger there. Uh, Blue Wings. We're safe. I mean, after beating Sydney, you, we kind of had them getting through pretty easily. Losing to um, 
they listen midweek was really bad you know about double header against um, Shanghai Shanghai yeah SIPG right yeah um, yeah I would say Suwon could be in danger as well okay um, can't be losing your home games to be honest I think any, any team that loses their home games is kind of in, in, in danger I think because you, you never really know you know like big away form yes you won't beat Australia uh, beat Australia uh, won in Australia but losing at home was really bad um, they get the week off next week yep. but they'll be back in two weeks time yep. with the next round of matches indeed uh, I guess we'll preview those next week yeah we'll preview them next week yeah Okay. Okay. So, so as we discussed, uh, we, we talked about the fact that kits were out. But before that, last week's intro was about Osmar. We, we think uh, I think we're alone now because we weren't sure if it was alone or permanent. Yeah. That was cleared up on Monday or Tuesday. It was cleared up when Sarazo announced Osmar as a permanent signing. Yep. It was then fudged over yep. or or less cleared when so the next day announced nope it was a loan Sarazo then changed their own website and Wikipedia they say it was a loan and now Osmar has come out and said yes I've joined Sarazo permanently or he hasn't said what he just said I've joined Sarazo in 2018 so what's your take my take is that um, if he has a successful season, it's permanent, and if he doesn't, he'll be back at so That's my take. My take is it's all irrelevant because even when we see players who've signed for somewhere in China, six months later they come back. Edu. Yep. Uh, so even if it's a permanent signing, he may come back. Even if it's a loan, he'll, there's every chance he could stay. So it's a bit of a fuss about nothing, yeah. to be honest. The thing is, they nobody really knows. That's the thing about the key because you never know if someone is on loan or if they're permanent. Nobody has any idea. Like you know, like the Thiago thing being the biggest one. Like I think I've seen. Um, so yeah, no idea. Right, but my money is on if he is successful in Japan then he'll stay and then probably next year end up back at John Book or something but if he's unsuccessful in Japan he'll be back at Seoul so regardless of whether it was permanent or loan so next question do you think we'll see him in red and black stripes again in Seoul red and black stripes yeah yeah okay I think he'll be back in the 2018 kit or the 2019 kit you won't see him in the 2018 kit talking of that talking of that that was the smoothest link we've had in three years, Paul. Okay. Finally got it. Finally got it down to a ten. We finally nailed it. Just on, on 153 episodes. 52. 52. Sorry. 53. 52. 52. I think. Anyway, um, so yeah, as Paul alluded to, FC Soul launched their kit. But before we get to FC Soul, we also had kit launches from Buchon and Anyang. Not that those two could ever be outdone by, by each other on, on the same day, right? Uh, Buchon's kit is very much like uh, Buchon's kit from last year and the year before and the year before. So reddish. Reddish. <laughs> yeah, reddish with a new sponsor. Um, no, yeah. Um, kind of, not much that whole you can do with the, the Buchon kit, to be really perfectly honest. Um, have you seen it? What do you think of it? Uh, I was hoping you were going to show me a picture because I know you've been busy gathering photos of all the uh, kits and putting up on our website. I have indeed. Including uh, links to shops where you can actually buy the kits. Yeah, we have the online stores are, are, in, are embedded in, in the blog post. So if you want to buy something for yourself, a loved one, a hated one, uh, someone you don't even know, White Day, Black Day, Valentine's Day, the stores are all linked, yeah? I, I assume that you're... Uh, 
you've got us a cut of each shirt sold from a link from our blog indeed no <laughs> uh, that would be illegal Paul and we'd be shut down um, so they had a very interesting uh, th- th- we seem to be getting a lot of these interesting kit launches involving come and have a go um, but we got one where the new signing William Pop seems to be thinking he's a bit of a rapper or something I don't know what he's quite doing there so basically instead of it being all plain red they have kind of like these little stripes across it really uh, thin stripes like the national team yeah and they're sponsored by Doxan okay mm-hmm. I, I actually I like it, it the, the home strip is probably marginally better but the away strip is definitely a lot worse yeah. I think last year's black away kit was pretty smart yeah uh, this year's is so what they've done uh, is they have a red top with black shorts and they have a white shirt with red shorts and I don't know that goes so what they've done is taken last year's away kit and then reversed the contrast yeah from black to white yeah basically yeah <laughs> so mm, not my favourite uh, whereas Anyang's hard to say it's not the coolest kit in the K-League diamonds 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 are forever. So their home strip is purple diamonds, or purple diamonds, yeah. Uh, well, their away kit is white and grey diamonds as well. Not funny the away kit, but that home kit is getting bought. It, it looks like a, a jockey shirt. It does, yeah. And like, they have also gone with a pink goalkeeping top as well, because I think so many teams now in Korea have picked up but it's, it's, you know like, the reason for the pink top is just so females buy the kit right yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it I think I'm going to buy that and uh, wear it to Sangam one day soon enough I actually will I actually am going to buy that kit but you won't wear it to Sangam um, probably well I, I won't be in Sangam to wear it but if I was I would why <laughs> I, just, I just think that wouldn't go down well I don't think it would go down well at all I don't think I can buy it and go to Tantrum with it on either can I but anyway it's my favourite kit which brings us on so you're saying so Puchon is chic Puchon is a class shit shit yes can you see the class part first post it doesn't send it it's a class shit yep and Anyang is class chic okay and then FC Seoul and Elam we're going to do them all Uh, didn't Elam get released Elam get released last week okay so FC Seoul FC Seoul describe it uh, yep it's Inner Milan was it Inner Milan shirt I'm not quite the the only difference I can see between last year's is that it's got black sleeves rather than red sleeves with a black trim Uh, okay actually I have seen it but I haven't actually put it up so Uh, and maybe the uh, maybe the, the stripes are thinner so you got last year's got one, two, three, four, five black stripes. Mm-hmm. This year's, well, while well, well I find the picture, do you want to talk about the, sh- the shorts? Yeah, so I think the big thing is that this year they've gone with the. So if you imagine like, the AC Milan top, uh, instead of black shorts, which I think most people think goes with red and black stripes, uh, they've gone with white shorts. So this year the black stripes are, it's more of a black and red kit than a red yeah, and black kit. Yeah, I would say that's correct. So yeah. the, black, the black stripes are thick, the red stri- stripes are quite thin. But I've gone with a collar, which I like, because I like. I'm a collar man. Okay, got to give uh, uh, the old fuzz something to grab onto, right? Yeah, pretty much. So I'm going to go with, considering the fact that AC Milan playing white shorts, I'm going to go with that being actually class chic. Okay, and I think the socks d- deserve a mention. So they're sort of two third. The, the upper two thirds are black with uh, what seems to be uh, FC Seoul written in vertical letters. And then the bottom third is white. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your take on those? 
Nice. Uh, not a sock man. <laughs> <laughs> not a man at all. What, what are you hanging your door at home? Uh, <laughs> the podcast rolling chief. <laughs> um, for socks, they're fine, but I wouldn't. I don't wear socks. You're not one of those. Uh, Bill Kit nurse. No, I'm not Paul. And let's not say the word, okay? <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, I mean, as a soul fan, as a man who might buy it, what do you think of it? Um, I always reserve judgment until I see it in person because mm. some of them have looked really terrible in picture, and then you see them in shopping, they look quite cool. Um, this one, I don't think it differentiates enough between last one, so. Yeah, okay. It's pretty similar, but what can you do with a with a kit, I guess, yeah? Okay. You could do it as like kind of uh, curled curled stripes in in honor of the Olympics. Okay. Have them like You can if uh, if kits if football fashion is your thing, yep. as Paul said, you can check it out on our website, which is ww.48shadesblog.com or you can check it out on our Instagram page as well, because we're posting all the kits on our Instagram page, which is obviously 48 Shades of Football. Okay, what's next? And next, just before we go any further, uh, we probably should announce uh, the the sad news that obviously has greeted uh, most most fans of the K League, and that is that. I must have missed that. <laughs> you must have missed that, yeah. Who's died? Well, no one, no one. But uh, that is that. This week there will not be a K Classic because we're going to hold off until next week till we have our K Classic uh, opening game. Uh. Now, obviously. It would be amiss of us not to mention that uh, Ryan Walters, who is set up Kaelic United, is leaving Korea soon. Uh, we wish him all the best in his new uh, pursuits in Vietnam, and we're fairly certain that V-League United will be set up some point in time soon. I thought you were going to buy, buy the blog. Buy the, <laughs> well, that, buy was the secret, that was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> now we can't buy it. I'll have to get my money back. Okay, but no, thanks for everything, Ryan, and good luck in Vietnam, yeah? You, although he's not away yet, so... No, he's not. He, sure. he's, he's still got a bit of business to finish for us before he leaves, so... Uh, he has indeed, yeah. Okay, uh, winners and losers this week, Paul? Who would be your winner? Who would be your loser? Um, winner has got to be uh, Adriano. Yes. Hat-trick on his debut. Yeah, it's a tough one not to give, um, I guess. Um, for me, my winner is going to be Christy Lung, okay. who came on our podcast last week. She made the effort to go to Hong Kong Airport uh, without knowing who was or who had boarded uh, the flight from Korea to Hong Kong. Uh, who of the John Brook team, obviously. She didn't know that John, the Reverend Jay Christ, had actually boarded that. I don't think she was expecting that one. Uh, and she got to get a photograph taken with uh, Kim Chinook, who I know she's a big fan of. So uh, It wasn't Matt Bins and a Kim Chinook mask then. Uh, apparently, John, apparently, Reverend John did actually turn up with uh, Kim Jin Soo masks in his, in his pocket or his bag. And at the airport, they found that very, very funny. Man, I, I, do you remember, well, I don't know if you were there then, probably six or seven years ago, they, they brought out Addy masks. Yeah, I think I remember that, yeah. And there were also Chattery masks at yeah, one point. Yeah, I remember the Chattery masks, yeah. I wish I'd kept some of those. Although, the Addy mask didn't really do him justice. <laughs> I remember the Addy mask was really bad. And I don't think we can mention why it was bad on this podcast. But let's just say that Michael Jackson's in contention for the outro. 
Move on. This week's losers. Uh, it's got to be Dan, right? Dan from Mr. Penalty. Mr. Penalty and my resident Suwon fan also told me that he missed the one-on-one with the the Japanese keeper. Okay, so I think I keeper that plays for the Japanese team. Okay, I think I called him. Uh, I think I gave him my my winner of the week either this round or the pre- or the previous episode. I'm not going to give him loser for for missing a penalty and and. Um, and the one-on-one, but I'm going to say that probably the losers would be um, Buriram, because I think, you know, Thailand is probably, um, they, that's their, their kind of, obviously that's their fortress, but that's the kind of one thing that's kind of set them well in, in any of their kind of successes in, in the uh, ACL, and I think to to lose so meekly after like two minutes and then 18 minutes, you know, I mean, you, you can see two pretty, the, the first goal, okay, the keeper should have done a lot better, and the second goal, stupid penalty, so yeah, my losers would be booty around, because they're, they're going to be the whipping boys that some people think they already are, which, which I think they're a lot better than they've been given credit for. I guess you could also say that uh, FC Seoul were potential losers for their having to make that much effort to make it clear that Osmar was only on a loan. Yeah. Given the, the the backlash from the fans about. So. Okay. Okay. So next up, as we discussed, we have the the Key League is returning next week. We're not going to preview anything this week, other than to say that we are looking into launching a prediction league uh, for the season uh, so expect uh, Kakao text messages in your inbox in the next couple of days so basically the idea is we want to try and get as many people as possible to predict uh, the Kili 1 not the Kili 2 right just Kili 1 yeah just the 1 just yeah. the 1 not the 1 game but, but the 1 league yeah uh, the idea is that there will be a prize uh, midway through, probably around the, the World Cup break, and there will be a prize at the end. So whoever's leading midway through will get a prize, and whoever's leading at the end will, will get a prize. And there may or may not be a separate cup competition. And there may or may not be a separate cup competition as well, yeah? So we're just kind of finalising... Yeah. We're just finalising the, uh, the ins and outs and, and the Finalising? <laughs> finalising. I'm having a kick-off meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just finalising the, uh, the ins and outs of the rules and the details and how everyone's going to submit the results. And we'll have it all ready for you uh, and tweeted and Facebooked and blogged uh, before the first game kicks off on Thursday next week. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. But yeah, the idea is just to get people involved, kind of like what they think are going to be the predictions. That we give our previews and our predictions. Like for example, you know, Modern Soul always gives his previews on his blog. You know, the Kerry United guys do them all individually on theirs. It would be great if there was a place that we could have a look and see, you know, like. Right. Uh, how people are predicting how, how, how good everyone actually is right. doing so this, yeah. effectively everyone's doing the predictions already but no one sort of keeps track of how well they're doing so yeah. we're just going to sort of yeah. uh, and there'll be a couple of uh, kind of ringers as well who may, who may be joining who, who are not currently writing for any of those blogs I mentioned yeah. but may be open to it but may be open to it ok sweet ok and then the final thing I guess Paul do you want to take us through anything happening uh, on the um, on the forums, anything worth talking about? Uh, I've got to say that I've kind of given up on the forums recently because uh, obviously most of the ones I do are see FC Soul fans, and it's basically other fans laughing at FC Soul and FC Soul fans raging about the club 
raging about the manager, raging about the, the directors. So it, it's not making very good reading recently. Okay. Um, so that'll do for that, I think. Okay. But, uh, what, what I would like to ask you about, so we've been doing this series of uh, giving each team a report card. Yep. Uh, and I was just wondering, we know roughly how we think each team did. When you've been reading through them, is there any, have you seen any unexpected grades? Like someone who got a better grade against for what you, what you would term as a poor performance or... Um, I mean, I think I've been looking through them, and I, I, I've been interested with the way that, that, that some of them have been have been graded. Maybe some people's opinion on grades as well. Yeah. Like uh, one of my favourite ones was actually the Degu one by uh, Degu Freak, which I thought uh, I like the way he kind of analysed the cup and how Diego have never given a single bit of thought, but even this year was worse than, than, than any other year. Because yep. I thought it was quite interesting, because like, a couple of years ago, like 2016, was when they, they took SSO to, to um, extra time, right? Right. And it was the Adriano show, as he scored a, th- a hat-trick, right? Right. Um, looking through it, I mean, obviously, you know, some people put more of an emphasis on, on games against certain teams. Um, you know, so like, I guess Scotty Blue Wings was kind of, you know, not particularly enamoured by the, the Supermatch performances, I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very interesting to see, I was interested in, in, in Matt's, about John Blake, to see which team he actually prioritises or, cl- or thinks is, is, um, is, is John Book's rivals. Yeah. Um, and I think it just comes to them some hatred of soul. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so it was just quite interesting to see kind of like what people, what I would have viewed as being a poor set of results. Uh, if I was a team, if I was supporting that team, but obviously when people were giving their scores, um, they were thinking how they feel. About, some people were thinking how they feel about about that team in particular. Yeah. Uh, Modern soul, Tim Barnes. Um, he, he was the one who kind of probably done it without any real kind of um, desire to hate or have a rival. I think he kind of was pretty like, um, pretty fair on his on his grading. There's obviously still a lot more stuff to come in, yep. especially the the, uh, the K League Two division. I'm really looking forward to the song that I'm writing, writing his. <laughs> Are there, are there any uh, spots available if, if someone's keen to write something? Uh, we still have a few. There's a couple of spots that, if you don't want to see me and Paul writing it, basically, uh, we're looking for someone to write. Um, looking for someone to write Guangzhou. I think definitely. Uh, me, and Anyang are the two big ones. For me, it was uh, quite interesting to try and write about a team, another team. So I, yeah. I just I just did the Sang- Sangju one yep. a couple of days ago, uh, and obviously. I'm not a huge follower of Sangju, so it was, as you said, took the emotion out of it because I have no idea who Sangju prioritizes yep. their big, like uh, what the equivalent of the, the super matches for Sangju, whereby even if that team was at the bottom of the league they st- or at the top of the league, they still want to win all four games yeah. as opposed to Chumbuk, they assume they weren't going to win many and be satisfied with any points they got against them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's been interesting reading, as I said. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, like, some people have written some very witty and kind of funny, funny comments. Uh, poetry I saw in one of them. Uh, I actually, there was a bit of poetry in one of them that I, I only know was poetry because I put the line in and realised it was plagiarised. <laughs> Um, so that one's got copyright issues and make it pulled this week. Um, but for the most part, yeah, they they delivered a lot of funny, a lot of funny quips, and uh, you know they won the battle but lost the war was one of my favourite ones I think. Um, but yeah, um, still got a few out there. 
still got a few stuff to come in. If anyone does know anything about Anyang, other than the five you play in purple, please feel free to write it for us. Otherwise, I'll be quite happy to try that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not writing the Anyang one. Uh, I will, if no one else does, I will write the Anyang one. Um, but yeah, so we're looking for writers for the Anyang report card. Uh, technically, the police, Asan, one. Uh, and Guangzhou, as you mentioned. Guangzhou, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're still looking for somebody to write the Guangzhou report card, which would be great because uh, um, I don't really know anyone in Guangzhou, uh, to be honest. So, so yeah. Um, and if anyone does want to step up and write the Eland one, too late. I'm going to write it based on what I think Dan Harris would think about every game that they played. <laughs> okay. So I guess um, that's pretty much wrapped up this week's this week's show. Where, as we talked about, you know, like we're going to please keep a look on the blog, the Facebook, and uh, Twitter for the details of how we enter the prediction league. Uh, we will also be contacting people directly uh, kind of over the next couple of days. Um, and yeah, anything else you, you, you want to add to this week's poll? The penultimate one before the season restarts. Uh, I, I think just one question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's going to win the league this year? Which league? K1. K1? Oh, I mean... Can you see past John okay. Book? So, as someone asked me earlier on, who do I think was going to win the league? And I said, I think we should be looking at who's going to be second, because that's the competition. Uh, there is nobody capable... I thought, after the Sydney game, that perhaps uh, Blue Wings might be a little bit more... Maybe might be capable, or might push them. They pushed on book, but having they lost obviously uh, midweek, uh, I just don't think anyone can challenge John Book. I think they'll win a, a canter. Because looking at their squad, even if they get injuries, Thiago, Adriano, the rookie will come in. The rookie, the, the rookie, uh, they've just got goals coming from everywhere. Goalkeeper, weak link, defence not great, but they'll, they'll outscore any team that they play against if they so if they're in that mood, right? So for next year's report card, anyone finishing the top six should give an A for their performance against Chumbuck if they get four out of twelve points. Agreed. Anyone in the bottom six should be happy with two to three out of nine. Yep. Yep. I think Chumbuck. I could be wrong, but I think Chumbuck are, are going to are going to run away pretty easily with the league this year. And relegation. Relegation. Uh, I'm going to go with the unpopular Diego. Okay. And then promotion from K2. <laughs> uh, depending on how the key league sees fit I'll be the police ok there uh, we go I don't see anyone pushing the police when you look at their squad uh, given the fact that the, how well they performed in the playoffs how they performed last year I just don't think I think I think a lot of Pusan's success last year was because of Cho uh, I, I, I really just don't see anyone but the police this year how about yourself Paul K1 winners Sol relegation Sol Sol <laughs> winning the 2019 K League 2 Sol Sol <laughs> Fantastic. No, okay I, I, I obviously uh, Huang's dismantled I remain unconvinced that he's going to be able to see it through. Um, okay. Yeah, Chumbuk's the, the easy, the easy pick, right? It is, and I don't want to pick them, but. But I, I'd like to see that 
Ulsan and Cheju may have learnt something from last year and they'll be able to mount a bit of a stronger challenge I hope so but you, you've got to look at and say I, I just, they just look too strong they, they just look formidable coming forward just everyone looks capable of, of scoring and everyone just looks everyone, almost everyone in every position bar the goalkeeper looks better than anyone else in the league to be honest relegation uh, I'm going to pick Sangju Sangju I mean I, I think Sangju have got some good players like Again, but they have been players as well. Inchon, yeah, Inchon, a bit there again. Because last year we picked Tego staying up because of their foreign manager. So if he, if he can maintain that, yep. there won't be in as much trouble. Uh, Inchon have been dicing with it for years and years. Yeah, maybe this is the year that finally catches up with them. This could be it. This could be the one. And promotion from the Kelly team. Uh, I'm going to pick Songnam. Songnam. Yep. No particular reason. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Songnam have turned their squad, brought in two good foreigners. They have Orsis at the back. Orsis, if Orsis hadn't been injured, they would probably have. They might have won the playoffs. You never know. But oh. the squad's too. The squad for me is too thin. Okay, just the uh, last thing. I know we're getting late. Uh, under twenty-three. Korea squad manager was fired after the, the recent Asian Cup. Okay. Two candidates for the to become the new manager. Mm-hmm. One. Me. Che Yong Soo. Okay. Two. Kim Hak Bom. Who do you pick? You're joking, right? No. It's gonna be Che Yong Soo. You cannot pick Kim Hak Bom, your manager. Down the 23 team. It's a team of it's a team that needs to be developed, not a team that needs to be stifled. Okay. Right, any good ideas for an outro? I'm not here. <laughs> we don't need no education. Perfect. <laughs>